Welcome to another episode of Business Brews and BS. I'm your host, John Adams with JBF Designs. As usual, my cohort, Odwin Newman, new art rivals. Odwin, say hi. What up? <laughs> with us this week is, I hate to use the word esteemed guest, because, well, yeah. I just, but when it fits, it's just certainly not true. <laughs> guest this week is Don Spencer. Founder, owner, Spencer Engineering, Brownsburg, Indiana. And Don, how you doing? I'm good. Thanks for having me. No problem. Um, so, so people listening to this, um, you, the, you know, you're gonna. This one's gonna be dropped a week after um, the last one. So the last one we had was Tanya Kokar with uh, Parched. Um, but uh, in the Ogden's world. Um, kind of got to cram these in when we can fit them in. So we're actually doing these kind of back to back. We actually just got done recording with Tanya, um, and now we're recording with Don. So this is this is kind of the the opposite end, so to speak, of the spectrum. Um, you know, we kind of left Tanya. She'd been in business for two weeks. Um, you know, to kind of give Don a little background. So she uh, had an econ degree from Notre Dame. She spent a few years out in California in the automotive industry, then kind of went up to going to teaching. Um, pandemic hit, and she decided that uh, teaching wasn't necessary for her right now. Um, kids not, not really focused on everything. Um, so she came up in about six months, had an idea to start a smoothie shop, and opened the door six months later. Um, you know, so uh, you know, kudos to her still on, on putting all that together and having the balls, so to speak, to really yeah, no jump out there and do it. Um, you know, it takes a, a big risk. But now we're kind of on the other end of the spectrum, an old grizzled veteran, so to speak. Um, old and when I, yeah, <laughs> old and grizzled for sure. Um, so, you know, uh, people listening, the first one of these, this was actually the first podcast me and Autumn ever ever attempted to do was with Don, um, and that one never made it to the air, uh, for, for many reasons, most of which were not me and Autumn, <laughs> but, but it, 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 it never made it to the air, um, and so now we're doing it again because uh, it was actually, it was probably one of the best ones I think we recorded. Um, Not probably. <laughs> Definitely. So we're recording, recording live. Customers are used to hearing a lot of noise in the background. Um, not going to hear the noise this time. We're actually in Odwin's upcoming new uh, shop in Broad Ripple, uh, the Crafty Animal. Um, so we are we are coming to you live inside of the Crafty Animal pre-opening. Yeah. Um, with. Uh, we may be high on some varnish fumes here yeah. in about 15 minutes from the smell. Yeah, I uh, caught that when we walked in. <laughs> I was in the middle of it and I didn't notice it, but when I left and came back, it kind of hit me. Yeah, yeah. So uh, if, if, if the topics start to veer off and we seem to be wandering away from uh, entrepreneurship or business, um, just just go ahead and tune out. It's, it's just the varnish in the air. Um, so, uh, but... Don, how's things going? They're great, man. We're, we're doing great. I mean, I um, you know, pulled up, got out of the truck, and was welcome with you sexy Brownsburg man. So, didn't get any better than that on a Monday afternoon. That's right. <laughs> you, look at, you look at Autumn and he tells you that. I mean, it's just a special day. 
<laughs> no, it's great. I love it. I appreciate you guys having me back. And uh, yeah, we did this thing, what, it's been 18 months ago or so. Yeah. Two years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. It was, it was in 2019. Pre-COVID. And these, it was. Seems like a lifetime ago. Yeah. Oh, it does. So, you know, now let's, let's jump on into that COVID part. Um, so what, what changed, you know, what's a couple things that as you look back on your business that you see changed because of the pandemic, pandemic and the way you had to operate the pandemic, um, that when you look at it, you know, maybe they changed for good. With well, we, 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 um, you know, it was, it was an odd, it was an odd time. And I think, um, <clears throat> everybody faced things we had never faced before. Right. Yeah. I mean, we were, we were, um, sort of up against it. We, the uncertainty was the biggest thing, the biggest challenge for all of us. Uh, John, you and I talked and, 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 and a lot of them, we, we, we had a conversation or two, uh, about business and you were starting out and trying to figure out what the next steps were. And it was a terrible time. So unlike your last guest where she, I, I guess much like your last guest, but in a different, in a different situation, different light, different time in my life, we, we started at a really bad time, which was in 08, 09, right after the, you know, the housing market mm-hmm. crash and, and all that sort of thing. Um, it reminded me a little bit of that where, you know, it was, it was an uncertainty and we were in uncharted times and people were worried about what was going to happen tomorrow and whether we were going to have a job and whether we were going to have a meal on the table mm-hmm. next week and, you know, all of those things sort of worked themselves out as we as we had hoped they would in the backs of our minds. But the, the one thing that stood out to me was just a level of uncertainty in my career that I had never faced. And I mean, we were, you know, we were in a situation where, you know, my wife and I run this company together. John, you just started out, so you know what that's about. We were responsible for a handful of employees and their mm-hmm. families and that sort of thing. And But you kept your head down, you just kept digging, you kept pedaling the bike, and you know, we made it through. So. The biggest thing for me that changed was um, was was uh, this 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 super focused you know we, uh, effort uh, about keeping keeping a business afloat, mm-hmm. um, which as it turned out was was not terribly difficult. It sort of worked itself out. We've been busier than we've we've been in a long long time. So, um, but it was just the hyper intensity mm-hmm. um, that surrounded the uncertainty that. That, that was you know, sort of scaring everybody. It was brand new to us. Yeah, yeah. uncertainty just in the economy in general. You know, I think uncertainty um, makes the weight, I think, of, of every business decision heavier. I think mean, to me, that's that's kind of the one thing that I look back and realize that it just you spent more time thinking about business decisions, um, what they meant. Uh, the cash impact of them, um, probably more so than you would in, in normal times, just because you had to you, you had to make a decision of where the economy and the reopening or whatever was now, um, without really knowing whether it was going to go back in the shutdown phase. Um, you know, it, it created a lot, lot more weight, um, heaviness, you know, kind of so to speak, to a lot of decisions. Um, that I think we made. We, we, we decided that, you know, we, uh, yeah, that's right. We, we, we decided we had to, um, 
just keep plowing forward. So yeah. the, the decisions that we were having to make, we've never been faced with before, right? So the questions we were being asked, the situations that that that, that, that presented themselves were brand new. And we, you know, I think entrepreneurial, entrepreneurially, we all have the spirit to say, let's make a decision. Mm -hmm. uh, let's live with that decision. Let's you know figure it out. We'll know soon enough if it was the right answer or the wrong answer. But it didn't change. It didn't change the approach to how we, you know, how we managed our business necessarily. Uh, it just, uh, like you said, it focused your effort mm -hmm. on, on trying to, to get it right. Not that we, not that we're flipping our, our decision making process normally or otherwise. But you know, if we got it wrong, we got it wrong. But um, if we were going to get it wrong this time, there were going to be a whole bunch of people. Yeah. So yeah, uh, you know, you kind of felt like you were, we were all in this together. So I was, uh, you know, I was less worried about, you know, making a, making a decision that was gonna uh, that was gonna be detrimental to the business long term than I was about, you know, losing an employee or two or right. letting somebody down or yeah. something like that. Yeah. So it was, but uh, thankfully, you know, think we've come through it, um, and uh, yeah, we're we're busier than ever. And, now the problem is, quite frankly, the opposite. We can't find good people, yep. and yep. You know, we've talked about that and some of the reasons of the infinite wisdom of our, uh, of our elected official uh, uh, that, is, that are supposed to serve us and uh, do right by us. You know, I think we're, we're, we're most of the time out of touch with guys like you and I that are being ran against a wall and trying to do Yeah, we're in the trenches and we're trying to do the right thing, and these, these, these folks don't really understand that. I don't think. At least it doesn't feel that way to me. No, I was just, you know, over the weekend, I was having a conversation with Melissa of, you know, if, if you're in a restaurant, think of, think of this, you know, our businesses, we were fortunate enough, you know, to be deemed, um, you know, essential or whatever, um, you know, I mean, we, we shut down that furlough for about a month, month and a half, because just in the middle of last April, you know, with us doing residential work, nobody wanted to be in the house, that sort of stuff. Um, you know, but but just being in an environment, um, I just lost my thought there, right in the middle of that, what we're doing, but just, you know, I, the restaurant business, yeah, they, oh, yeah. yeah, so, I just happen to know a number of people that own restaurants, and they're swimming in needs for people. Yeah, yeah. Like they, they, their people. The this restaurant over here is a great place. Um, had a very tenured staff of restaurant people yeah. that were good at it, mm -hmm. so they made a good living. So right. you know, you know, this is not downplaying that someone's in the service industry; they're not going to make good money. No, these people. People went back there to Fire by the Mona because their service had been there so long. They know what you want. They know your name. Mm -hmm. It's it's that type of thing that you want. Yeah. And they're gone. Yeah. They 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 for better or for worse. You know, I think some of the restaurants that when they did the just take out and carry out and they couldn't do any more. Some of those people just decide to. This is my time to change my industry. Some of them are going back to school. Some of them are doing entirely different things. And obviously, then you have the unemployment stuff, and people are getting money and decide yep. not coming back. But in that case, those people either went someplace that opened up, even at a small, because they didn't open up at all. They right. just did carry out. 
not by choice. Uh, yeah, was well, yeah, it was by choice. Like, so they were doing carry on up until like a week ago, uh, okay. a week or two ago. And so they had just the cooks mm-hmm. and maybe one person helping divvy stuff up. But um, I just think a lot of them, I, I, a lot of people just went into other industries. Obviously, there are some people just sitting on the sidelines and collecting money. That's why, you know, Holcomb's decision, I think it's a good decision, but that's a whole other conversation, maybe. But I think it was a good decision because they're struggling to just get people in the door. Yeah. And, and, and because of that, they can't even open to capacity because they don't have enough people right. to support being right. right. And that was, and that's not my thought back. Um, you know, we were, we were talking about the government literally shut some of these businesses down for six to nine months. Yeah. And then PPP gave them 16 weeks. Yeah. Of, yeah. You know. Yeah. So, you know, businesses like mine and others, you know, the PPP benefited us. Mm-hmm. Um, if you were in the restaurant or the service industry, it didn't help you much. It, it helped you at, at times. Yeah. yeah. But 16 weeks for when they told you to shut down for six to nine months, what good 16 weeks do? Yeah. You know, it just it delays the inevitable. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but now we're now we're coming back. Now the economy's coming back. Um, but it's it's you know we're struggling through the same things and finding people. Um, you know, to get it to work. But I think it's just, it, a lot of people have just reevaluated, I think, where, where they're at. Like, what you were talking about, what they want to do, what, you know, um, they gave them, gave them that kind of. I think there was, there was a talked to a server who just said, I don't like being like a bug. Yeah. You know, like I can be squashed yeah. at the drop of a hat. Like, yeah. you know, as far as the economy, it's like there are jobs where people, are working from home and doing this and doing that. It's like I never had to worry about it because I did well enough doing what I do. Yeah. But now I realize, oh, I'm like one of the first out. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so he's going back to school so he can <clears throat> learn something that will allow him to work from home if something happens. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's, it's the whole myth of essential businesses because every business is essentially <laughs> people that make a living from it, oh, regardless of what they do. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, but but now we're kind of on the flip side of that. Um, you know, now we're we've got we've got other challenges. Um, you know, so so Don, listeners out there, so you now are are in the throes of building a new uh, office space. Um, that's a big big growth strip. Kudos to you. Congratulations. Yeah, appreciate that. Yeah. Um, but our market has thrown a few wrenches at you. <laughs> now, yeah, we. Uh, I mean, one of the things we learned. COVID and the impacts associated with that. I mean, the cost of construction has gone has gone up. I talked to a contractor today about our building. And, you know, the idea is that it's you know 10, 15 percent, uh, you know, more expensive to build the same building than it was pre-COVID. Uh, individual trades are affected, I think, more so than the aggregate uh, or than the combination of all those things put together. So. You see, you know, but the overall number is is you know affected uh, pretty dramatically. So uh, we're in a situation where we're fortunate enough to be able to afford a building um, uh, primarily on our own, but um, the piece that the that the lending associations uh, or institutions are involved in, they've seen this happen. The SBA is you know center for sure. They're seeing it happen. So <clears throat> we're adjusting some of that. Um, 
some of that with the banking, uh, with the banking folks, and uh, we're going to get through it. But yeah, it's it, it was an eye-opening experience. I mean, it, it's uh, I've been doing this about 30 years in this industry as an engineer, but um, and we you know we've acted judiciously with people's money along the way. But when it's your own money, it's a little bit different deal. Yeah, 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 for sure. Like, you know, I know how much stuff costs, and uh, and when you're reminded of it because it's coming out of your own pocket, I open it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so let's talk about that. So you you <clears throat> basically you've had to go back and a part of the building that you're building um, that was going to be excess space. You now are looking at opening that up to for leasable space. Now because you got offset, you know that that's the one thing of. It's easy to say that it's, it's, it's 10, 15, 20% more, whatever the increase is. Um, but being a good steward of a business, you got to offset that. You, you know, you got to offset that somehow. Yep. Um, so you went back, you started looking at, you know, do we do we lease out this extra space? Do we, you know, what type of lease? What are we going for? Um, talk a little bit about that. Well, we, we had initially decided to, uh, we bought a service station in Brownsburg. We're going to remodel it. We're going to add to the front and add to the back and the back was going to be you know a place to house um, you know some uh, you know old cars and things like that um, John's boat uh, for nothing apparently <laughs> that's what friends are for yeah. 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 Right. that's why the boat's in my garage now <laughs> thanks COVID started out, started out with my boat and it was Bobby's boat and it was John's boat and Bobby's boat and not my boat and I'm <laughs> so I mean, if you got a boat, uh, keep it broader. Right? <laughs> uh, you know, but we we were gonna we were gonna do that, and you know the cost of the building is what it is. So we retooled. We're working with uh, a really good group of uh, of architects on the north side. Uh, Rick Rimms is a really good buddy of mine, uh, very capable architect, and he's got a good crew. So. He put together a plan, um, and we sort of called an audible, and mm -hmm. we're, we're, we're sort of retooling that plan a little bit to, to uh, <clears throat> you know, uh, uh, account for the opportunity to, to have some leasable space to offset the cost of the construction. Yeah. And so we'll, we'll see how that works out. I mean, it's um, it's not it's not a 100 percent that that's the way we're going to go, but it feels right at this point. Yeah. yeah. So. So, you know, I, I think this, this really contrasts to um, a lot of the, some of the things from our, from our last conversation with Tanya, and um, just where you get to as an entrepreneur as your business grows. Uh, you know, and in our business, we're still, we're still much closer, I feel like, towards Tanya than we are towards Don. <clears throat> the fact of, um, not that not the decisions and stuff aren't our risk, there's always the risk in them. Uh, you know, but she was very much flying by the seat of her pants, bootstrapping, you know, everything going into it. Um, and your every decision you make is really a risk because you, you are strictly betting on the come every time. Um, to where you get further down the road and it's much more of a, a you know, a functional process of looking at how you're investing the money. Um, developing a plan, you know, things come in over a budget, how do you have to change a plan, those sort of things. Um, you know, so I, I think for our listeners, um, 
you know, I, I think that that's a big difference as you grow, that change that you have to go through as an entrepreneur. Um, you know, tolerance changes. Yeah. You're, you know, your, 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 um, your, your, your tolerance for, um, uh, for what's important changes for, for failure. Uh, you know, as an entrepreneur, you, you guys will know this, and you do know this, we've talked about this before, but, you know, most entrepreneurs aren't afraid to fail, right? The failures. <clears throat> certainly not dwelled upon, thought about. I mean, it, it crosses all of our minds, but you know, you don't, you don't really, um, you're not afraid to, you know, what I tell my guys is if you're not, you know, if you're not failing once in a while, you're not trying, if you're not trying, I'm not interested, right? Yeah. I mean, that's just the way it is. Um, you don't want somebody that's not going to try and learn from mistakes, but as you, as I, what I found, the, the, the further along in our career that we get, and the further along in business ownership that we uh, are fortunate enough to experience, um, the decision-making process is—it's not on autopilot by any stretch, but it's just part of—it's part of the deal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. yeah. You know, uh, the things that come up, uh, adversity on some level every day, whether it's just um, you know, uh, you know, project level and task level issues or. Or it's planning level and, and, and that sort of thing. Um, it, they come up. They, they come about every day, and, and, and you learn to sort of identify what's important when you're new and you're young, and it's ultra important. To your point, mm-hmm. it it's it it all feels overwhelming. You will eventually get to the point where it's most of that is not it's it's not bothersome, right? It's it's just part of it. Yeah, and you, you learn to accept it. We're, uh, you know, we're certainly not. I'm certainly not talking from on high, but we're we're fortunate enough to understand uh, where pitfalls are, and you're not normally you're not in your daily, yeah, you know, right. daily grind. Right. right. The 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 day is a grind. Yeah. You know, I I, I look around audience shop and realize that <clears throat> getting a you know getting a business started. Uh, from scratch in in, in 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 the industry that he's in is a grind. And this is this is difficult. This is not easy. This is not something that I would want to do. Um, so I'm certainly not minimizing that. But you will find that these are the days that define you later. You know, when you get through this grind and you get through this 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 idea of setting the shop up and and knowing what's important to people and presenting yourself and, and and you do that very well and you'll succeed. When you get through that and you get to the point where this thing is running itself, right. you'll realize that those those were the days that were easy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and and and, uh, uh, and 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 every day every day gets easier. So uh, I'm blessed, I'm super blessed. Uh, you know, John and I uh, talk all the time about the fact that you know we uh, you know we we, we, you know, we 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 malign the fact that we're business owners and we malign the fact that we have to deal with um, you know all of these various issues and all these external things that we can't control and the things that we can control and we're pretty darn good at really I mean uh, you know but it's it's the external forces that that bear on us all the time that we that, that, that we just um, that we complain about, but I think we both realize that we're pretty blessed. 
Oh yeah. yeah. And, and and you have to have good people around you and and, and what your last guest might not realize or understand or or have ex is experiencing yet is that she will build this business and she'll have people that she can eventually trust. Yeah. And it's taken me uh, nearly 15 years to get to a point where I've got staff now that I um, that I trust in, um, that I'm confident in, um, that I appreciate, um, that, 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 that I rely on, and, and you know, it's not, it's not people we're leaving that, that don't have ownership in, in what they do every day. Yeah. Yeah. These guys and, and gals that work for us are, are fantastic human beings, mm -hmm. and they're extremely capable, um, and it, it, it says a lot about, <clears throat> you know, it says a lot about those people when they want, when they want to do right by you and they want to take ownership. It makes your life a lot, a lot easier. Yeah. So we're we're blessed. Uh, as, as difficult as it is to run a business, um, listen, guys, if I can do it, anybody can do it. Right at the end of the day, and it's like you know, I'm just a I'm just a dumb kid from the west side of Indianapolis, you know. So, um, but we you know, we uh, you know we uh, You've done good though. Done good. Well, I mean, it, it, one of the things that we first first about, first choice was not to go to you know one institution in the south and south of the state. <laughs> well, I guess for an engineer, that's probably a pretty good choice. <laughs> I'm sure I know how to spell engineer. <laughs> Um, you know, one of the things me and I would have talked about on a couple podcasts are you know the saying that, that you kind of gave me and I gave Audwin. Um, you know, not everybody can do what we do. Um, and the, the story, that me and Alderman was talking about this earlier today on our drive over the, the first one, um, was having a conversation with Melissa. You know, a couple of weeks ago, we're having dinner in Boulder Creek, and um, she's talking about, you know, a new, new, wanting to get a new tattoo, an idea for a tattoo, something like that, just something small. Um, you know, and I'm like, you just, you need something that's kind of a, a, a badass bitch tattoo, you know. Um, and she had a real puzzled look on her face. And so I, I gave her the whole, not everybody can do what, what we do, you know, and, and to get her to understand you're, you're part of the we, you know, you, you know, you left a job, a good paying job that had job security to come do this with me, you know, you're not doing it for me. Right. You're in it. Right. You're in it with me. Right. Not everybody can. And she had such a blank look on her face that you could tell she had never, had never seen herself um, kind of in that light. Um, but there, there's something to being able to understand that not everybody can do what we do as entrepreneurs because you have to have a certain level of tolerance for risk. Um, you have to, you know, I don't, you said earlier, uh, you made the comment that you don't think it, it's fear that drives us, you know, or fear of failure, you know, or whatever. Um, but in some ways I think it is. I, I almost think it's, if you think of the sports thing, you know, it's, it's the, the thought of losing. <clears throat> is a much bigger driver to a lot of people at the high level of sports than the winning. than the winning. You know, and I think that goes as, as an entrepreneur, I don't wanna I don't I don't wanna fail and I don't wanna fail so bad that you you work harder than other people work 
Um, you take risk that other people can't take. Um, you know, you you do things that are that are I don't want to say not you know out of the norm, but I think for the normal person that works a nine to five, they are out of the norm. Yeah. And you do it because you're so adverse yeah. to that fear of failure. Yeah. Um, yeah. That pushes you. <clears throat> um, well, I think if you if you think about it, um, an entrepreneur, beginning or along the line, maybe further along, gets uh, conditioned so well to the ups and downs and the highs and the lows. And, yeah. and, and I think you, I guess what is a risk to other people is a process if you're mm-hmm. an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's not like, oh, uh, it's like, oh, that's an opportunity. You know, so you, you see what other people see as a risk is an opportunity. It's just a word. I mean, it's right. just a yeah. matter of how you receive that word. Right. Um, even coming here, like being in this spot, I mean, I guess it is a risk. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's money and it's time. And right. I hadn't planned on doing it, but it was presented to me. And I was like, it's if I'm going to do it, if I, I want to do it there, because if it doesn't work there, it ain't working anywhere. Mm-hmm. Like, if it's not going to work here, with all this traffic, all this foot traffic in, in a progressive area, it's not gonna work. So it's like, I, I, I guess it's a risk. It's a risk because of the time and the effort and the money that I have to put into it. But man, if it works out right, it could be dynamite. Oh yeah. You know, yeah, sure. and, and, and if, if I didn't take this opportunity, I would always come by this place 10 years from now or whenever and go, man, I just, what would have happened if I had Well, they're measured, they're measured decisions. <clears throat> so the risk you're talking about is, like you said, I think it's more of an opportunity. So, you know, we, we talk ourselves into, with counsel from friends and mm-hmm. family and whomever else, you, you talk yourself into the right answer. Yeah. I mean, you, you sort of know what it is along the way. I mean, you yeah. knew it was the right answer to come here. You know, a risk to you would be hiring John and I as artists. <laughs> That'd be a risk. Hey man, I'm always looking for yeah, abstract I, stuff. I mean, that would really be a risk. It's gonna be a real abstract. <laughs> yeah. And 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 you know, so you know what the right answer is. You you, you always do. You, you feel like you do, and, and it's just talking yourself into to, to taking to taking that step and yeah. make, and making making whatever that presentation is a true opportunity so yeah. you, you saw it and you you grabbed it and and i i commend you for it man i mean i think it's i think it's great and and you know you you're doing this john's doing his thing and we're doing our thing and it's just it, it, you know everybody does their thing yeah and and you've got to sort of prove that you're good at it and yeah. get to a point where you can succeed with it yeah know? and i think entrepreneurship i think there's a reason that it gets you know a lot of sports analogies work well with it um, you know, because I think you're, you know, kind of like Tom Brady. Tom Brady's got his routine, and he knows if he does this routine, if the team follows it, if they do this, they got a good chance of winning the Super Bowl every freaking year. Yeah. You know, I mean, and, and at least if they get there, they got a seventy percent chance of winning it based on his track record. Yeah. You know, so I think, you know, where me being into it for you know a couple years, you've been in it for fifteen you are much more comfortable that your decision-making process is going to work, you know, because you've got a lot more track record, you've got a lot more history behind 
your your decision making process working. Um, you know, whereas whereas I don't, whereas Audwin don't yet. Um, you know, we're a lot of the decisions you know that we're making are, are for the first time we're making these decisions and they have you know big impacts and stuff. And so the confidence in the process isn't there. You know, and I but again on the flip side, I think that's what separates the entrepreneur from the people who have the good ideas that can never step out on their own yeah. is the ability to say, I still got enough confidence in myself though that I'm gonna take the risk because somehow I'm gonna put my head down and just plow through and get it done and we're gonna make it work. Yeah. Will it always work? I have no idea. No, no idea. Hope so. It absolutely doesn't always work. But I think if you, you know, if you, you know, it's, it, it, that, you know, it's, you know, you know, Herm Edwards said, you know, you know to bring up a sports analogy, I think he said, you know, look, when, when they got Brett Favre as a Jet, you know, mm -hmm. he said, look, Brett Favre's gonna win his four games by himself. Yeah. And Brett Favre's gonna lose his four games by himself. Yeah. All I gotta do is go six and two in the other eight. We're gonna play <laughs> it, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's all you gotta right. do. You just gotta have you know right. you gotta go six and two over eight here in the playoffs. <laughs> right. So it doesn't always work, but if you if you if you come out ahead more often than not, I think you're just gonna hear. And look, it's not um, not again not to minimize it and 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 talk from a position of strength, but you know when you hire your attorney for the first time, you hire your accountant for the first time, and you and and you have to you have to do all of these you know legal things the first time, or you buy your building, or you build a building for the first time. Or, you, you, you sign your first lease, you do all of these different things, you buy a truck and sign it over to the company and <clears throat> you learn about all these, you know, all these tax benefits and, and ways to, to handle things. It's just things you never thought about. But, you know, I went to school to be an engineer, frankly, and not a businessman. And, um, uh, but, but you surround yourself with good people and you take counsel from those you trust in. And, and over time, if you make enough right decisions, you can make more right decisions than you do wrong decisions. It's uh, it's you know it's the land of opportunity, so it's not you know it's 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 not that hard to yeah. to to succeed. You got to want to. Yeah, you got to yeah. have a drive, yeah. Yeah. and you got to have got to have a little ability. Yeah. Uh, you, you can't just you know, but but I <clears throat> you know we we got a situation where we're going through some growing pains, and we went from two or three people to six or eight people to, you know, to now 13 or 14 people. And it's just, you know, at some point <clears throat> you have an organizational structure that you've got to, 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 to understand and, and start to implement. <clears throat> and, and, and you promote from within and you, and you grow from within. <clears throat> and I was asking a couple of my guys, <clears throat> you know, what some of the qualities of, of leadership are. You know, business, uh, you know, business acumen and, and, and good, strong understanding of of where we're at, and vision and mission and all that. Not to be too corporate because we're certainly not, but you know, you have to you have to sort of understand your people and understand where you're at, and you have to understand your industry, and you have to get this idea. And I said, what are some of the what are the ten most important qualities of of you know the leader or of, or of a, or a project manager or yeah. a manager? Something, and and, uh, and and they wrote some down, and we, we haven't really had a follow up discussion. So without giving anything away, I'll, I'll tell you that one of the most important things to me, um, I, I think a quality that a leader has to possess 
is, you know, uh, they, they got to be a little lucky along the way. You know, so, so we can be as capable as we want to be, we can, we can be as measured as we want to be, and we can, we can, we can understand and, 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 you know, and, and do the right thing and build the right way and all of this sort of thing. But at the end of the day, you got to be a little lucky. When I opened our business in, in our firm in 09, we got a little lucky. It was a really bad time. You know, this guy you just talked to, you know, she's going to need a little luck along the way to succeed. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, you know, Audwin, you know, beyond being a capable artist is going to need a little luck. He's going to need somebody to walk through the door that, that identifies with his art yeah. and, mm -hmm. and, and understand, you know, and, and that's got to happen. And that happens a little bit every day. You get a little lucky every day. <clears throat> and, and, and the people you meet, I think, are put there for a reason. I love on esoteric on you, but it's just you know I think you meet people along the way um, that that give you insight and give you inspiration <clears throat> that you can draw from and learn from, and because of that you 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 know you've been blessed and you've been lucky you know so I think you know not everybody succeeds on pure skill yeah right mm -hmm. you know you ever sit down at a poker table you, you, sometimes you get lucky yeah. sometimes you're not so lucky. Yeah, John's got a story about me being not so lucky. Yeah, at a poker table—that's a brutal story. You know, you know, you get down pocket aces and lose a hand uh, brutally. It's uh, not so lucky. But um, and the biggest high on a couple hundred dollars over the course of a, a, a trip to Biloxi when you when you run out of money and your ATM card doesn't work anymore, and you go to your buddy and say, "Yeah, I need a few hundred bucks to get through tomorrow," and he's like, "Well, you know, we'll give it to you, but." Uh, you know, the biggest high if you don't want the wife to know. <laughs> <laughs> That's the definition of unlucky. Yeah. That's what it is. Or a bad friend. I'm yeah. All right. <laughs> so, no, but I, I think you're right. Um, anybody that, that has built a business and looks at it and say somewhere along the line they didn't get lucky is just flat lying. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they're just flat lying. There, I there, you know, it's just, you know, from, from somebody seeing you on, on Fox 59 and saying, hey, I've, I've got this this building that's yes. kind of sitting empty right now. Do you want to use it? Um, you know, I mean, those, those things just, yeah. you know, call them coincidence or whatever, but it's just, it's a little fortunate luck. Yeah. You know, but, you know, but I, I will, okay, so, so I think that is 100% true, but I also think. I know it's happened, but I don't know anyone it's happened to. The luck that comes your way is disproportionately affected by you working your ass off. Yeah. Like you get lucky. Don't get me wrong. It, me being here is luck. It's luck. But well, you're not sitting around. Right. Now. But yeah, yeah. Two years ago, you know, putting the first calls out to you know, Sherman, trying to get yeah. in here. It was two years of contacting him every other month before he showed up once. Right. You know, just because, you know, I, I, he's also trying yeah. to work with people that are serious that, you know, aren't fly by night or whatever. So I think that's, you know, that's an interesting point. Like, it's, it's almost like you make the luck. Lack of a better term. Well, I need the luck. But well, you make your own you luck. You present the opportunity, I guess. For the I think it's the whether or not you can leverage it. You know, I mean, and, and at the end of the day, this, in, in the, the scheme of new business, growing your business, building your business, 
this opportunity <coughs> may not make a difference in the world. Right. You know, right. and it may make a difference, but the difference may not be you survived and had a business because mm-hmm. of it. You know, it yeah. may be a little bigger yeah. than what it was before. Yeah. Um, you know, or something like that. But it uh, but yeah, you had to you had to build it to get to that point, be able to leverage the luck, yeah. so to speak. You know, you gotta be able to leverage it when yeah. you do get lucky. Um, and you can't be a, you can't be afraid of it. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, I think too many people are just you know, they, they get caught up in their in their fears. Um, well, I will say up. the older you get and John and I talked about this too. It's your your decision making process, although it's not any different. You know, like like I said, we we're not afraid to fail. We certainly don't aspire to it. Right. right. We, we don't we don't try for it. <laughs> yeah. Right. That's not believe me. I don't have to try for it. Uh, but we're not afraid of it. But at, at the end of the day, if 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 you fail, you just kind of pick yourself up. You, you, you try again, right? Yeah. If, if yeah. you're if you're lucky enough to have the opportunity, right? As long as you don't, you know, fly the thing into the ground, right? right? If you know, but when when you don't fail, um, you just you just kind of move forward. You you you'd find yourself, and and again, it's not mission and vision and all this high level esoteric stuff. It's just it's just regular people working hard to make a living. That's that's who we are. Yeah. What I will say is, as you get a little bit older, although that process doesn't change, uh, and 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 the impact of your decision making process doesn't change, uh, it, it, it in the back of my mind, I'm I'm less inclined to make a more difficult decision the older I get, because I don't want to fail. Yeah. I'm still not afraid of it. But listen, if we make a mistake now, if I made a mistake at 32, right, or 33. Yeah. I've got a long time to fix it. Recover. Yeah. If I make a mistake at 53, yeah. you know, we got less time to fix it. Yeah. So we are just I find myself personally being more measured in the in the decision making process. So you, you try to take a little bit of that luck out of it. Right. You got lucky in the beginning. Yeah. And and we're working through it. It's uh, but 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 now it's it's it, you know we we're just we're, we're more, I'm more measured. My wife is very conservative. She's very, um, she's very uh, supportive of, of our efforts and our decision, you know, and how we, and how we together lead the firm. But she's always kind of left the big decision making processes and, and those decisions to, to me, uh, not wholly and solely, but, but by and large. Mm-hmm. Um, as of late, I've, been trying to involve her more in that process and almost begging her for uh, input on some of that stuff. And she wasn't comfortable to begin with to offer opinions about things like that. And she also ages with, with, she's even less inclined, right? So it's it's, um, where she where she wouldn't have supported me anyway because she wasn't inclined to. Now she's less inclined to just because she's in the same place I'm in, right. where she's growing older and she's more conservative than she is. So, you know, you, you lean on, like I said, you lean on guys like I lean on guys like you and, and uh, you know, and, and your friends and, your, and, and the people you hang out with and you trust. And, and uh, you know, listen, man, it takes a village. Yeah. 
It really does. I mean, uh, Hillary didn't get much right, but I give her credit for now. It really does. I mean, it, it, you, you, we have to, we have to, we have to get through this thing we call life together. And, uh, so. Well, and as you as your business grows and you build it, um, you become, I think, somewhat more risk adverse because you have you have more risk. Um, you know, like you said, at, at 32, if, if you lost it all, risk. yeah, if you lost it all at 32, how much you losing compared to now? Yeah. You know, I mean, so the risk level of what's at risk goes way up. You know, the, the further along you go, um, you know, and that that. That changes that changes the dynamic of the decision making, you know, and, and risk tolerance. You see it in you see it in auto racing. You know, why are why are the old guys who were you know why was Jeff Gordon not quite as good at the end as he was when he was young? Well, he had a wife, he had kids, he had a lot more at stake, you know, in life and in general. You know, he wasn't he wasn't as willing to you know cut that guy off and potentially put his car in the wall and risk injuring himself and everything. As much as the young guy who doesn't have as much at stake is, you know, sure. the, and so I, I think that that holds true to business as well. You know, as you grow and you know, 15 years into it, you got a lot more stake now than you did when you were 32. Yeah, yeah, not, yeah. I mean, 32 out of dollar 38 stake now. I got four dollars. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I, I think I think one of the things that uh, for me, this would be personally, like even like taking this on and whatever. Like I find myself uh, measuring the, the risk reward differently than I did when I was younger. And also measuring it differently than even I did a few years ago. You know, it's like, you, because when I went back into art full time, I did it later on than, you know, so I was 40, whatever, six or 45 or whatever. And so you, if I'm so five years later, gauging things for it's kind of like high risk, high reward. You know, it's almost the fear factor thing has changed where I look for the opportunities to the the the, the things that have the greatest potential growth, mm-hmm. the greatest potential you know expansion. You yeah. Know? Um, you want to get rich overnight, don't you? I mean, it's just, it, well, yeah, because I, I don't have the overtime thing the yeah. way it would if I'm, even if I were yeah. You can't play the long game. Yeah, yeah. you know, so I, I'm, this was presented to me and I was like, okay. Better get some more produced stuff. Well, I sold it all. Bam, bye, guy. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but seriously, you, you do that. You, you start weighing it like, okay, this opportunity has a lot of potential. It has risk, but yeah. the the upside is huge. Yeah. And so it's worth taking at this point. Whereas honestly younger, I probably wouldn't. Yeah. I probably wouldn't just because it's a lot. Yeah. You know, it's a lot of work, it's a lot of this, a lot of you know, you know, people would say, hey, I, you know, people are helping me do things and stuff and they'll say, Well, you know, what do you need me to do? I do everything, so I need everything. You know what I mean? Right, like, yeah, you, yeah. You can sweep, you can paint bathrooms, you can, you know, there's all kinds of things to do, but, but in my mind, the opportunity makes it all worth it, even though it's a risk, because there's, there's a potential huge gain. Yeah. Um, and I, I guess, you know, from an entrepreneurial perspective, if I had just started this whole thing, you know, when I did 
five, six years ago, I would be like, I don't have enough stuff. I don't have, you know, I, yeah. just like, now nah, I'll, I'll go this road that's a little bit safer. And I'm still an entrepreneur. I'm still starting a business, but I'm not going there. Because the risk of, the, the failure risk outweigh the potential growth risk yeah. to yeah. such a degree. But, and I'm still doing the business, but I was just starting, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, I think, I just think you have to measure those things. And they're all calculations. Well, you surround yourself with people that you can trust. And that's what we've done. That's what I've done. And I've been fortunate enough to have, like I said, have a really good staff. <clears throat> These guys are phenomenal. And uh, uh, they come from uh, diverse backgrounds. But uh, they're all college educated, and, and they get it. And uh, you know, the, the guy that I work for once told me the hardest thing for him to understand business, for him to sort of, it was for him to be able to retire, was to allow somebody else to do the job for him. Right? He said the hardest thing for him to finally accept was somebody was going to do that job that he was doing. Um, adequately, correctly, um, and in the right way, but not the way he would. Oh, right. I mean, it, it, yeah. it was it was different than he would. Yeah. So, so the end product, whatever it may be, whether it was a presentation of a piece of art that you that you were, you know, but the the presentation of that art, the display, yeah. um, you know, the marketing. Um, you know, is is right. It's, right. But but you know, you're you're going to present in a certain way. Mm -hmm. If you're going to hire somebody to do that, they're going to present it in a, in a different way. Yeah. Albeit maybe not appreciably different, but not exactly the way you were done. So he kept saying, "Look, the hardest thing for me to do was understand that I got to let some of that go in order to be able to take the next step." Yeah. Well, we're we're we Vicky and I are at the point now where we're 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 trying. I'm trying. I'm trying to let some of that go. Yeah, and let some of these guys do what I do on a daily basis for our company, for our for for, for us. They they're not doing it the way I would do it. They're not they're they're doing it the way I taught them. Yeah, but it doesn't. I can tell I didn't do it. It's not it's it's not my it's not got my stamp on. It. It's not got my personal you know. But so. I'm going through what he did, yeah. which was letting some of that go, and you have to let it go so that I can focus on something else. In his case, it was to retire and turn the business over and transition out of ownership into retirement. For me, it's to grow and have one more run before retirement. Um, and 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 you know I'm I'm sort of understanding that now. I never I never understood. Well, you know I, I can I can do what you're doing. Just let me do it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it was he, you know it was you know, he had to let that go. So unlike your last guest, who was just learning what to do and how to do it, and when to do it, and why to do it, and and she's going to do it, and it's her deal, and and you know I'm you know six, eight, ten, fifteen year guys and and gals are past that yeah yep. and, and they are you know uh, in john's case you know, you got a shop manager and you, you got to let him develop the process and you got to let him schedule the work and you got and, and you're not there yet but someday someday you will be and when you get to that point believe me that's as painful 
yeah. as starting the business. Yeah. Mm. Understanding when to let go and what to let go of so that you can focus on growth and expansion yeah. and further success is as hard as starting the business. Yeah. So unlike where your last guest was, 15 years down the road, I'm sort of kind of there with her. Yeah. She's starting anew, and we're starting kind of in addition to phase. We're starting a new phase. Yeah. And I got to let my guys do everything that we've been doing for 15 mm-hmm. years wow. in their way, so that we can go on and and uh, and frankly, it's reinvigorated us, right? So we're 15 years into this thing, and we're we're, we're, we're earning a living, we're making a way, and we're pay, paying for kids' colleges, and and and, uh, and again, we're. We're living a life. We're not bazillionaires and, and all of that, but I don't intend to be. I never want to be. We're just regular people earning a living. Uh, but it's afforded us uh, a nice life, and we're blessed. But now it's to take that next step. It's you know it's much like what she's facing. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, I think entrepreneurs, business owners, small business yeah. owners face that. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 I I would you know just. A minute to talk about some of the best advice you gave me was, you know, that your business really started to change when you started when you started hiring people at a different level. As you know, and, and that's something that we've we've started to focus on for sure is the type of person that we're hiring. Um, you know, it, it may because of, of the just the industry that we're in. Um, the, the old craftsmanship of it, that's, there's a lot of that stuff that just doesn't exist. You know, they, don't, they don't teach it in schools, they don't do that anymore. Um, so we have to find guys that are smart enough, detailed enough, that I know if they pick it up, they're probably going to be better at it than I am, or as good as I am, or better than I am at it, um, rather than hiring guys that you feel like are an extra, are an extra set of hands. You know, and and for so long that's that's how we were in business was we hired um, guys that were a good extra set of hands, you know. Um, yeah. But now we hire like to hire guys that I know can lead if they stick with us long enough, if they're around and grow, they can lead. And they're gonna be able to lead as good or better than I can, um, just because of their nature, they're very detailed, they're they're anal, whatever it is. Um, but it, it's made it's made a difference, you know, from from the business we bought and some of the guys we inherited to the guys that we hire. Um, there 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 is a noticeable distinction in the attitudes, work ethic, everything of the guys that we're hiring now since we've taken that kind of focus compared to kind of what we inherited. Um, it's just a, it's a different mentality. And it's as you look across to us, like who's going to do what job, who can, who can do this. Um, there's a lot more confidence in the other guys that you kind of I can give them a task. If there's an issue, they're on a call, we'll talk through it, we'll figure it out, whatever, as opposed to the guys that, that don't have that. Um, well, I think, too, like it goes to your point about you, know, you having guys you can trust, you know, guys and girls you can trust. And, people who take ownership in their piece of the puzzle, mm-hmm. like that's an intangible, like they're gonna get paid regardless. Like, mm-hmm. you know, there's a difference between someone who shows up to do a job 
and someone who shows up to take care of their piece of the puzzle mm -hmm. because they're doing it like it's theirs. Mm -hmm. And that's the discretion that, that helps you sleep better, mm -hmm. you know, helps you take time off, take a fishing trip or whatever. Like all the decisions that go to the quality of your life as the owners of the business get enhanced by bringing people in right. like that. Yeah. And it, I think it, it, it enhances everybody involved with the business yeah. Yeah. because when you've got people that you can trust, they're going to be able to kind of trust each other as well. Yeah. And it kind of just, it makes it a, a, a smoother operating machine, I think, all around. I mean, that's the one thing of, of, that we've noticed is we are by no means a smooth operating machine yet. Um, but in the last year, we've, we've taken some big steps, you know, um, which kind of leads me to the next thing of um, pushing for growth. You know, I, I think as... As entrepreneurs, I think one of the things that just naturally you struggle with is complacency. Not being complacent, but when should you look in the mirror and be more complacent with where you're at? And when, you know, um, you know, one of one of the, my mentors, I had a discussion, you know, a couple weeks ago of am I am I pushing too hard to grow? You know. Is that a thing? Yeah, I was saying, is, is that? Oh, I think it's very much a thing. Yeah. You know, because I, I feel it. I feel like sometimes I set, and am I, am I pushing too much for growth? And, you know, it's like we haven't, we haven't achieved goal, goal one yet, so to speak, and yet I'm, I'm trying to lay the foundations for goals, you know, three and four yeah. and five. You know, so over, over the course of your, you know, 15 years in doing this, um, does that make sense? Well, we, so I, I talked about mission and vision and all this sort of stuff. You hire these young folks out of college now and, and they're so mired in academia um, that they lose sight of what's going to be important to a real employer. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, somebody like us anyway. Small employers. Now, I think I, I think academia sets these folks up for corporate America and a corporate culture. And I never came from that. John, you did to some degree. Audwin, you did to a large degree. Um, that's not who we are. So, you, when you when you interview these folks, they're they're very corporate ready, mm -hmm. right? And they're still mired in academia. So they have an answer, especially in engineering. You know, if the answer is twenty nine point seven, and we, you know, or, or whatever the case may be, I, I don't, I don't want these young engineers to return an answer to me that's twenty nine point three four. It's thirty, or it's fifty, or it's a hundred. Right in the real world, it's sort of, it's, it's a magnitude. You know, it's, it's more of a magnitude. Mm -hmm. um, Certainly, we deal with some very technical issues where yeah. the answer is what it is. Right. But by and large, it's not. It's not. Um, it's not that important. Yeah. To get it that close, right? Yeah. So what we what we so so but but they come out of college, so ready, mm -hmm. so corporate ready, mm -hmm. that mission and vision are such a big thing to them, right? Mm -hmm. And when 
how we're going to corporate culture and all this and how we, you know, listen, man, I, I, I don't, I, I know what my mission is. Mm-hmm. It's to be in business tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. 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 Right. Yeah. Because if we ain't in business tomorrow, yeah. none of that other stuff matters. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Yes. Oh, you want ergonomically correct chairs, and you want all this kind of stuff, and you want that, and we want the best software, and we want all, and, and, I, and I get it, I get it. Mm-hmm. I'm not minimizing it or discounting it. I get it, mm-hmm. and we provide it, and we do the best we can to yeah. provide it. But at the end of the day, my mission yeah. is to fill the board with work. Their mission is to f- erase the board of work. Yeah. So we fill it, they erase it, I fill it, they erase it. And that's the way it works, right? Yeah. The mission is to stay in business overnight. Yeah. And, and, and if you continually focus on that mm-hmm. goal, mm-hmm. you can set all the goals you want. You know, we need to have this and we need to have that. We want to be here. We want to do this. We want to meet this metric. We want to meet that metric. And yeah, and, and I get it. We, we, we've hired business coaches and we've hired attorneys and accountants and we, we look at the stuff and we forecast and we do all this stuff. But you, you got to go find the work, you got to do the work, and, and, and you got to succeed at the work, right? Mm-hmm. So you have to, it's, you know, look in 2008 and nine when I started my business, there was really no new business development to be found. Everybody had, had was contracting, they were, it was constricted, there was no new work. So what did we focused on business sustainment. We focused on our existing client base and we did better at what we were doing already. And the mission was to do the best you can for the people that you trust so that you're gonna do it again tomorrow. And, and, and that, that, that's the point, right? It's, it's not to, it's, it, and, and then when you decide you wanna grow, and you focus on growth and you set goals, yeah, then you can go, then you can go start to achieve short-term, mid-term, long-term, long-term goals, right? I mean, we're talking to these young engineers and, you know, a short-term goal is to, you know, study for and set for the exam and pass it, you know, and then, you know, work for a few years and, 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 and you know, get a raise and, and get a, you know, get a promotion and take more responsibility and we manage that expectation and then, you know, and, it, and then it's, do more, and then it's business ownership, and it's key man, and it's being this guy, and yada yada, and you grow these people. To your point, we're hiring better people, so you just surround yourself with better people, you start to let go of some of that responsibility, and you manage your own expectation, which is furthering, you know, furthering the business, furthering the success, and you build on it just a little bit every day, and you make sure you're gonna be here tomorrow, you make sure the keys work in the doors tomorrow, and they open, and all that. And, and, and it's really, I think, I think people get lost in this, this idea that I got to be, you know, I, look, I'm not a comparative guy. I, 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 you know, you're not, yeah. you're not, it doesn't matter, right? We, right. We, 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 John and I went on vacation, our family was on vacation a few, a few weeks ago. And to his point, you, you surround yourself with good people and you trust the people and if you can step away and have a rewarding, relaxing vacation, yeah. look, that to me, that's a success. Yeah. That's the goal, right? Yeah. Be able to take your wife on a vacation, be able to take your kids on a vacation, spend time with your friends and your buddies and and uh, and, and all of that. And and we went on vacation with guys that, that, are, that, that own businesses, that don't own businesses, and, and everybody's different, mm-hmm. right? 
and we normally do a two-week vacation. And John's like, I, I can't be away for two weeks, and we're, we're starting. To, and I, I get it, man. I couldn't be away for two weeks for 12 years. And and finally, when I decided, you know, I got this framework in place where I got people I can trust, and I can step away for two weeks. Oh, my God. Made all the difference in the world. Wow. You know, you, take, you, you, you just take this time. So you hire quality people. You do the best you can. You, um, you don't get... You don't get caught up in this. You don't not so process oriented and so process driven and so you know. I mean the procedures and, and and I mean those have to be there. You you know, but but as a but as a business owner, you know what they are. They're up here. They don't, you know, if you want to pour them out and you want to create an employee handbook, you want to do all this. That's fine. But you know, when you're two or three people or six or eight people yeah. or by yourself, you don't have to do that. When you're ten or twelve people. Maybe you start thinking about it, 15, 20 people, you gotta have it. I mean, it just is what it is. At some point, you realize that growth is inevitable, and you gotta be, and then starting over is just, they're just stepping stones. So, um, yeah, I mean, we're, 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 we're learning from it, and, and, and uh, like I said, we're reinvigorated. We're, we're, we're fun. We're, we're, we're having fun. We're, we're learning every day. And, uh, man, I'm, I'm excited. I think, you know, 2021 has been a much better year than 2020. 2020 was actually a pretty good year for us. Yeah. Um, it was a crappy year otherwise, but yeah. uh, you know we did okay business-wise. Um, you know, we went outside and caught some of the bags of money that they were dropping out of the airplanes and all that. So, <laughs> Whoever's going to give it to us, we're going to go outside and catch it, right? Yeah. yeah. Somebody <laughs> else would. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> I'm well, do you think, do you think that, um, so even me with this shop, like I'm in a situation where I can't, you know, I, I'm going to work out of here. I'm going to be here, but like, you know, five days a week, there's this, there's only so many hours. I, I got to have time to run errands and do stuff. So um, I'm looking to, you know, hire someone and there's some creative ways that can bring people right. in students or artists that stuff that's in here can work a shift and stuff like that but the growth thing I, it's always been just me yeah but it has to be other people yeah. in order to be sustainable yeah. it has to be so your point about you know possibly growing too fast or can you grow too fast or whatever <laughs> is an interesting thought because yeah. it's something i never really had to think i i had the luxury of not having to think about and I think it's one of that's one of the most challenging. It's expensive. Um, well, it's expensive, but it's one of the one of the most challenging. I think decisions as an entrepreneur to get over. I think it's one of the one of the most challenging humps. Yeah. Is to take your hands off for the first time. Yeah. You know, kind of like that kid on the the, the bike with no training wheels, and take your hands off the first time and yeah. let it go. Yeah. And, and, and hope it's there when you get back. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, and it, that that's a very challenging thing um, because the whole time it's it's the thought in your mind is, oh crap, is yeah. it, you know what's happening? I'm not there. I'm not there. What am I going back to? Are, what am I coming back to? You know, are they doing any business while I'm gone? Are they able to handle? You know, if they put their foot in their mouth and piss the wrong person off when they come in the door, you know what? It's all those things always. that you gotta. Yeah, they do it always. Yeah, and so you just you 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 resign yourself to the fact that yeah that happened. Yeah, I want to come back to a shit show. Yeah, and the first time that it doesn't. Yeah, 
So refreshing. Because it will yeah. happen yeah. that way for a while. Yeah. And and then you figure that out and you just you, you just you just keep going. I mean, you know, when <clears throat> you know when 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 we do a shot of tequila for breakfast. For breakfast on on a fishing trip. Do we do we use a lime and salt? Or do we just do tequila? Just right, we're not doing the training wheels anymore. Right? <laughs> right, right, right. I don't need the training wheels. <laughs> yeah. I don't need the lime and the salt. You know what I'm saying? There's no training wheels in the shot to keep. Yeah. And the seven five in the morning. Yeah. You know. And the bike's not falling. And a bike ain't falling. Yeah. <laughs> and it would matter of fact, let's keep pedaling that bike. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Great. And it's, you know, I mean, I, I think that's. You know, and and on the same the same thing is when you take your hands off, you let somebody, and the first time the the, the crash does happen, the accident happens, you know, the mistake happens, and you're able to stand back, and you kind of look up and be like, wait, that didn't that didn't crush us, that right. didn't put us under, right. that didn't wipe us out, it didn't do it, we survived it, and you know, then all of a sudden you realize, wait, we can, we can survive two, we can survive three. Now you never you never want them, and you're never comfortable with them. But you, you learn, I think, over time that they happen, mistakes happen, you know, issues happen, things pop up. Uh, nobody's perfect, and yeah. you, you survive them. You know, well, John and I are on a fishing trip. What was it? September 19th, right? Yeah. We're on our Freedom Week fishing trip. Yeah. And uh, what was it? Second day, Vicky sends me the text. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I pull up on my text, and there's my youngest son in the ER, all bandaged up. Had literally crashed the bike. Yeah. Remember? Yeah. And I'm like, wait, we're going two days. And, you know, so we, uh, oh, we're going down the hill with no, you know, no hands on the handlebars. And you know, me and Wyatt, we get a little bit too close together. They just smoke one another and down he goes, you know? Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, so it's literally crashing the bike while you're gone. Yeah. And, it, you know, and I, I said, you know, I told Vicki, I said, well, what happened? I said, you know, I don't you know, Wyatt calls me from Hank's phone, and uh, you know, I'm like, well, you know, Hank's you know, 15 year old kid, so he's trying to grow into a man yeah. at this point, right? So, what? Pretty upset? Pretty? You know, he, no, he was you know, he crying, he tearing up. He just you know, hung in there. We went to the ER, and he must have sent a bit of an neck surgery. Hurt himself pretty bad. Got pretty bad. You know, point is, he didn't cry, right? So he grew into this man. And he realized. Wow, you know, it's just you know, he, he crashed the bike and he got up and kept going. You know, so it was kind of a, a metaphor. You know, the metaphor you're using about crashing the bike, but Hank really did crash the bike when we were gone. Yeah, and lived through it, right? So he's because he's getting old. Yeah, and he's learned yeah. the same thing in business. The bike you're gonna, the bike's gonna crash. You're gonna crash it. Yeah, it's, it's gonna, it's gonna happen. Yeah, but it's, it's, it's not the end of the world. Um, but you realize now. I will say this: that if you know 08, 09 happens again, um, you know we got to, we got, we're going to have some tough decisions to make oh, as yeah. business. Owners. Sure. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You know yeah. if it, if if twenty twenty happens again, yeah, mm-hmm. there's going to be a lot of business owners that are going to have some tough decisions. Yeah. Exactly. And and when you're the new gal who's opening this this yeah. business that that you guys just talked to. She's going to be mortified, and she's going to be frankly in trouble, and yeah. she's going to figure have to figure out what to do and make 
you know, for me, I already know the answer. It's pull the plug and call it quits. Yeah. We're not going to go through another OE. Right? Yeah. We, yeah. we know that. Yeah. Um, now, we're, we've set ourselves up to where we're going to let our, you know, we're going to take care of our people. Yeah. And but we're not, you know, we're not going to let it kill us. Yeah, yeah. You know, we're going to choose to go out on our own terms. So I mean, that's another part of, like you said in the very beginning, you plan a little bit mm-hmm. and you save a little bit and you set yourself up and you understand what pieces have to be in place to continue to succeed. And it just, you know, and, and and again, I just keep saying, look, it's you know, it doesn't take a rocket science, a rocket science. Yeah, they'll take a five eighty cabinet and figure this out, right? Yeah, it's it's commonsensical stuff. Um, what it does take is a spirit of motivation, a spirit of continuation, and the and an ability to make it happen. Okay. Yeah, and, and and I think that's what's cool about, and I think you gravitate toward people like that. Yeah, right. Talk about that. Yeah, yeah. That's one thing we were talking about on our drive down. Of you know, we we. Auto had asked me, you know, if I'd talk to a, a friend of mine in a while. I'm like, no, nah, I really haven't in a couple of years. I'm like, you know, it's just, as, as you go down this path, I think most entrepreneurs probably deal with it, of um, you just, you start to gravitate towards people, relationships with people that understand, you know, kind of kind of what you're going through, you know, and it's, it's not because the other people aren't important or anything. It's just, I, I think it's just human nature. Um, you know, you, you you feed from people that understand it, um, and there's a certain, you know, we just, when we were talking to Tanya, you know, we talked about there's, when you become an entrepreneur and you do it and you make it for a little while, um, there's a certain camaraderie, brotherhood amongst other entrepreneurs that you develop because they know, regardless of what your, your industry is, they know what work it takes to be successful any industry to, as an entrepreneur or a small business to make it they know what it takes they know the hard work the hours all that stuff that you put in um, there's a certain understanding I think amongst entrepreneurs of the, that regardless of whether you, you did what I could do or not um, it, it, it took something out of you to get there and you had to work you had to overcome fears you had to ignore fears you had to be mentally strong you had to grind harder than other people were willing to grind. You had to sacrifice um, personal time, relationships, those sort of things that other people can't sacrifice. You had to be mentally stronger than a lot of other people could be. Uh, but at the end of the day, those are all just decisions. That you just you just had the, the balls to make them. But you know, you, know? That, that, you said this the time as well. Like if you could, if you could categorize and put a list of all the people who had an idea but didn't do it for whatever reason. They were going to be a brewer, they were going to be an engineer, they were going to be an artist, they are going to be a woodworker, whatever the case may be. It would be a billion people off. There are, there are, you couldn't even tabulate how many people have half-written books. They never published a book. Like, you can basically write, you can write a book for free. Like, it, it will cost you nothing to write a book, but you can't get a damn book written. It costs you nothing to write it. Like, well, how am I gonna edit it? Well, you gotta write it first. Yeah. Who's gonna edit it? Doesn't matter. 
you got to write it first. You know, so it's just that entrepreneur thing is like people who do it, people who take the leap, whether they make it, whether it's big, small, whether they just tread water, whatever, there's just a different mentality to that human being, that person, than the people who just talk about it. And I just think that's a tangible difference. And, and thus, you, you enjoy time with people who are doing it or have yeah. done it. It's just a certain relationship that you have with people yeah. that have that mentality. Yeah. You know, and I just, so with, with, you know, kind of bringing on Derek to do some editing and stuff, he went back and we did some of the podcasts from 2019, pushed it back out. I just listened to one on the drive back to Minnesota that we did with Diana Settles where she was interviewing out. Okay. Yeah. And um, I got one great, you know, anyway. We did really good. Um, good to know. But anyway, one of the things I talked about was, um, you know, kind of the, the thing that used to hang on my desk at the, at the office at home was the 2% mindset. You know, and it's that drawing of, you have the circle in the middle, it's the 98%, and outside of that circle is the 2%, 2% mindset. You know, and it's all those things um, that, that the 2% that do it, you know, yeah. what, what separates them. Yeah. Um, you know, and I, so I, I broke that out the other day and was going over to Melissa when we were having the, the conversation with her, you know, about, you know, because she still looks at that middle circle and she's like, well, I'm that, I'm like that. I'm like, well, yeah, but those are now moments. Yeah. You know, the 2% now, that those have become our habits. Yeah. That's, that's now how we yeah. live. You know, those are how we make decisions. Those are how we, you know, do you feel the anxiety? Yeah. Do you have the dread? Of, yeah, that's just normal human nature. That if from time to time you get those feelings, yeah. you know. Yeah. But that's that's not how you live. You look at the other things that are, that are aspects and traits and stuff. Those don't apply anymore. Right. You know, it's now the others that apply. Um, and I think that's you know that that's what separates those billions that had the idea and couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's that there really is something to that two percent mindset. Is. You know, so anybody listening, if you if you want that, just Google search two percent mindset. It comes up real quick. You can see the graph, read it, look at it. Um, but I actually went and moved it this past week into my office now at the shop, and put it right back over my desk, um, just because of things that I mentally struggle with now with where we're at in growth, um, trying to push. You know, um, we're probably not as comfortable as we should be on the front of the ladder that we're on. Um, before I take the next step, but there's just something in me that always is taking that next step. Um, you know, maybe it's before the one I'm standing on now cracks and falls because I'm, you know, I'm 240 on a ladder for 200 or something, you know. Um, 240 being kind. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing wrong with edging down. <laughs> um, but, well, I, 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 I like to bring this up but that, because it's to me it's the biggest part of uh, a lot of the conversation we have. So when we first started talking, it was you were just doing everything yourself and you maybe have someone to help out. And I like to go back to like your thoughts about where you are now versus where you were then. It's a, it's a whole different place, but in some ways the same. Like, like when you assess things and you look back, you know, what are your thoughts about, I mean, you acquired a business and that 
creates opportunity, but also creates bad problems that come with that as well. So what are your thoughts about where you are now versus, you know, a year before you even acquired the place, when you were trying to acquire the place and you were doing all this? Mm-hmm. Like, what are your thoughts? Like, you know, are there, there are decisions that you could have made differently. Would you have made them differently? Like, how would you approach them? Like, I, I just, for me, it fascinates me because as we go, and you, you hit the curve, and now you're you're going 150 miles an hour on the curve. Mm-hmm. I'm like about to get you know yeah. my car charged up yeah. to go towards the curve. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so we have, you know, I'm not going 150 miles an hour to Dodge. He's about 32 miles an hour. You know what I mean? <laughs> Still picking up parts on the floor, though. But anyway, so so it, so here's here's how I would here's how I would relate it. So um, so the place we go to in Minnesota, the owners that had owned it for twenty years, who we've gotten to know over the last five years, and unless you start going there, Don's been going there thirty years, um, and and. You know, that difference in 25 years is just because he's that much older than I am. But anyway, so, you know, we've got, we've got to know them. Um, but they sold the resort last fall, got new owners in there. And so the old owners, you know, when you do an SBA loan, a lot of times there's seller finance involved. So, you know, the, the, the people that sold it still got money at stake, you know, on a, on a note to the new owners. And so um, Steve was, you know, he called Don. He, called me to ask what my impressions were of the new owners operating at those sort of things. Um, you know, and I said, well, it, there's a part of me, just because we've been through it, that I, I can see where they're at in the stage um, of the one thing that you get when you buy a business that I think it's, that you don't really have when you build one. Um, and then, so this gets back to your, your question of what do I wish, you know, kind of I'd done different or new. Um, when you own a business and you build it, like with my business, we had building before, what we had done, I knew the crap that had been swept under the earth. Right. I knew it. Right. You know. Um, with the business we bought, you don't know. You don't know what the previous owner has swept under the rug. Yeah. You don't know. Until you get there and find it, you know, and so I wish if I, you know, one thing I told Melissa, you know, as as you know, we, we've we've signed an NDA to look at another company, another cabinet shop to buy. Um, I don't know if it's a good fit or not. It's really just to kind of go through the routine, look at the metrics, where they're at, where we're at. Can we learn anything from how they're operating? Um, I would never retain the previous owner again. Um, it's 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 too hard. Um, but I wish I would have assumed um, that there was more swept under the rug than what I did because that that's the that's been the biggest thing is as you come out and you find and those are expensive lessons because you know they're a lot of times they're not they're not sweeping small stuff you know under the rug. Um, and so it, it's just, and not, not that it's anything that's, that's catastrophic, you know, that's because, you know, as with any business, you know, we, I mean, we cover ourselves from a legal standpoint, we got agreements and, you know, there's things that protect us on that standpoint, but it's just, 
you know, assuming going into it, I should have been more um, eyes wide open mm -hmm. that I'm going to find stuff that's been swept under the rug. It's going to cost me money. Um, and I'm just going to have to eat it and figure out a way to go on. Um, that That's the one thing is I did not, I did not um, plan on as much stuff being swept under the rug. Yeah. You know. And also looking back on, um, you know, it, it's, it's hard to take some, you know, one of the things we've struggled with is how do you take somebody's idea and make it grow? Um, you know, well, that's what the people at Lakewood are doing. Yeah. And, and, and you know, to, to your point, when Steve calls us and asks us his opinion of how things are going, because he's got best interest in the Lake success. Chris, right, right. With the, the, the Lakewood's a place we stay. Okay, yeah. Know, and, so, and, and, and the new owners are doing a fantastic job of making it their own. Right? Mm -hmm. So we were really worried about what the experience is going to be like without Steve and Danny. And um, uh, Preston, who are the new owners, are a fantastic host. Uh, they are not Steve and Danny, they're yeah. different people. Yeah. Um, but to John's point, they're making it their own, and and that whether they make a mistake or not, that that's what it's all about. Yeah, yeah. I mean that's their spirit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. That's their spirit. So um, Steve and Danny want to know, you know, how they're doing because they got a vested interest in 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 in, in the success, and, and and they're making it their own, and um, you know what was swept under the rug. Whether it was big or small, uh, or uh, large or not, it, it, it really doesn't matter because you know there are two competing interests, yeah. mm -hmm. right? So, but what's important to the new owners is less important to the old owners yeah. and vice versa. Yeah. So, what John's going through, well, what he's learning is you know, in in order to make it your own, you, you sort of got to. Yeah, you got you got to think worst case. You know, he kind of discounted it because I'm, you know, he knows what to do. He knows the way to run the business. But then he discounts the fact that there might have been some stuff swept under the rug, and then you realize, oh shit, you know, here's this, you know, here's this pile of stuff I got to deal with. Um, good, bad, or otherwise, yeah, uh, you got to deal with it. And yeah, I mean, that's I never had to deal with that. Right. I never. I mean, we sort of took over. Um, an idea, right? Yeah. We, I mean, I perpetuated what I was doing, right? Yeah, so do our but, but, but it was, but it was my, it was almost mine anyway, right? Yeah, right? yeah. Um, so I knew what was under the rug, yeah. or what wasn't, yeah. figuratively speaking, and and yeah. So I never really had to deal with that. So that would have been an interesting dynamic. But yeah, I mean, I think yeah, the, the point there is probably don't discount it, right? Yeah. Or, you know, probably assume it was worse than what it was mm -hmm. or assume it was at some level yeah. and if it wasn't quite there then you're that much ahead yeah yeah, yeah. because yeah. you know you dealt with a lot of that yeah early yeah you, a lot of your energy was spent with was spent I spent, redefining yeah all of that yeah I spent too much energy um, butting heads with a previous owner because I wanted to do what I wanted to do and with him, your business, with my business, and him still thinking I should be doing what he did, what he did with his business that I bought, yeah, uh, you know, and, and you know, and that that's 
that's a very a, a tough dynamic. That's yeah. a tough dynamic. And you, know? and you didn't want to discount the fact that he was successful. No, I mean, and, and that's that's what I struggled with. Is, that's what you struggled with. This guy's built a he's built a business for thirty years, and I'm coming in saying I'm doing this and this and this different. Mm-hmm. You and it know, turns out your idea was better. I think so. <laughs> I mean, yeah, doesn't really matter. It's your idea. It, yeah, and it's your money, and it's your energy, that's, and it's your effort. That's, and it's yeah, that's exactly effort. right. And it's mine. It doesn't and so, matter. Yeah. So. And um, you know, yeah. So I, I you know, I, I. But entrepreneurs want to continually learn from others. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they have the spirit to move forward, which you had. Yeah. Uh, you know, this innate yeah. spirit. Yep. But you didn't want to discount yeah. the the previous success. Yeah. And that was that was the that was this struggle. Yeah. And I saw it for. And you probably did too for a long time, eight, ten months, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, at some point you just gotta say, you know, look, Johnny, you gotta do your thing, man. Yeah. Well, and it's you know, I mean, I so good a couple of things that, that have changed with me over the last, you know, year and a half since we've done that is I I've become much more open to the fact that I need mentors. Mm-hmm. Um, I need people that have done it bigger and longer than I have. Mm-hmm. Um which, you know, in the corporate world, you know, it, it's more about, I hate to say the, the good old boy network, but it's more about kind of relationships. You know, you got to get the right relationship with the right guy to get the right job, to get the right promotion, to get that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, in the small business world, it's more about how can I make myself smarter to leverage opportunities better when they come my way. Um, you know, or to put myself in a better position to find opportunities. Um, and that that's what I can just, if I look in the mirror, that's the one thing about me that I've, I've just mentally noticeably changed to myself that I know I've changed is I am much more trying to find mentors, people to learn from, people that are smarter than me, people that have done it more than me. Um, Might not be that. <laughs> well, and I, I tell you, there's there, there's a there's a lot of your audience, right? Yeah, what's your what's your editor saying? What's his name? Derek. Derek. Make sure Derek does not edit that part. Out. <laughs> I mean, there's trust me. There, there's a there's a lot of days where I feel like asking good business advice from the person in the McDonald's drive-thru because they may have a better answer than I've got. So it, 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 um, the one thing about it, it is... No matter, no matter how good you are, you can always start from somebody else, right? And my son is about the most quiet kid you'd ever meet. Yeah. It really. Oh, yeah, yeah. Most quiet. You know, so we're on vacation with somebody who's happened to be quieter than Hank, right? Spoke fewer words than Hank. You know, I said, I said, did you? Yeah, he's like, I never, never heard her really saying much, Dad. I'm like, you? <laughs> Johnny goes, Hank? <laughs> and he went, yeah. I was like, yeah. 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 And I mean, we're we're taking our first. We're getting ready next month to take our first um, trip to a trade show, um, where we've signed up for some educational classes to to look at at you know new areas of the business that you know hadn't thought of. How do we use? Are there things that we can learn from it? Um, just because I've just it, it, 
I, I don't know. There's there's something about it, just the challenges and wanting to beat the challenges and overcome and grow and meet my goals um, that I've just I've become much hungrier for other people's knowledge. It's awesome. Trade show does happen to be in Las Vegas. That so helps. That does help. It does help. Yeah. I mean, really, at the end of the day, how much you gonna learn in Las Vegas? I mean, you're gonna learn something. Yeah, you're gonna learn. Happy about woodwork. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Kind of woodworking, man. Yeah, right. 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 You know, I'll know, yeah. know the story. Well, Melissa is going with me. Oh, uh, I'm just yeah. saying, get the payback that ATM. So it'll, be 11, ATM. it'll be 11 p.m. Monday yeah. night. So it's going to be like Tuesday morning. All right. So, this is Don. Appreciate you coming here and doing this. Audwin, we're excited, man, of your new shop. Uh, well, I'm going to have to give Audwin about 300 hours by a refrigerator because when I show up today. <laughs> I thought we I thought we were closing out. I show up today. <laughs> <laughs> so what, what's the name of this program, Johnny? Business, Brews, and BS. So we've had a little BS scattered in and around. We talked about business exclusively. The brews part, we show up, Audwin has no refrigerator. He has no brew. <laughs> I had to bring my own brew to my podcast, so so he, so this can go one of two ways. He, you know, Audwin can reimburse me the twenty five dollars, or I can just give him three hundred for a refrigerator and make sure he's got bigger stock the next time around. I can promise you, we will have a refrigerator next time, brother. <laughs> we need to talk about the beer. I, I, I actually, I've had this one from Metazoa, but. Uh, this tangerine rattler is awesome. Yeah. So when we were on a fishing trip in April down in Georgia, Alabama, Alabama, yeah. Lake Gunnersville, Lake Alabama, um, we came across a Goat Island Brewing, and they have a Blood Orange, hands down one of the best beers I've ever had in my life. I think I may have talked about yeah. it on a different podcast. Um, so we went on a hunt to try to find something similar that's as good. Yeah. And so Don, in his um, wisdom, picked up this Urban Chestnut Brewing Company out of St. Louis. I'm here out of St. Louis. Yeah. Big Shark. They got a tangerine rattler. And um, it's pretty darn it's close. Pretty darn close. It's delicious. It is. It is. It was delicious. I loved it. I, I love it. Well, they shut Lake Gunnersville down based on a storm coming through. So we had found this beer <clears throat> down here. Good Iron Brewery beer, yeah. and uh, we were on a hunt to find it and uh, asked this gal, and she said it was brewed locally, so I don't know, some one of the guys was looked it up, and we were going to go down, we, so we took a trip, got in the truck. 40 minutes. Yeah, 30 minutes. 40, yeah. We get down there, and the place is shut down. You know, tornadoes are rolling through, and it shut yeah. the place down. Well, now, let, let's, let's give the people of Alabama the credit they deserve, <laughs> because... They had a severe thunderstorm watch. Oh, <laughs> so at that point I mean, in time, it might have, might have been coming. Might have been. Might. Yeah. I mean, there there was you know tornadoes had not been spotted. There were not tornadoes in the area at the moment. Yeah. But literally everything shut down due to inclement weather. Wow. Because the thought that a tornado could develop and literally all these places. Except the Japanese Steakhouse. Except the Japanese Steakhouse because oh, yes. which had, they're not afraid of a hurricane. <laughs> which had the Goat Island Brewery. They did. Yeah. 
so we were having fun at there. But we went to the Goat Island. Their their tap room was closed. I mean, sports bars were closed. The B Dubs was closed. The TGI Fridays. Was closed. Yeah, I mean, we went down this list of restaurants, but finally we found the Japanese steakhouse in the back lot um, that was open, yeah. and that's where we went. And it's like, are you 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 closed due to inclement weather? And I get it. I get it. If like the tornado hit, yeah, if it's you imminent. know, imminent or yeah, it's imminent, you know, but. And, you know, rain. I'm gonna give. I'm gonna give. I'm gonna give a little shout out to our buddy Joe Ringer. Because we left the the morning we left, the inclement weather had frankly arrived. Yeah. It was. Yeah. Rough. Oh yeah, yeah. It was. It rough. was rough that morning. Yeah. And we uh, we missed a turn and uh, on the way to the interstate, and um, <clears throat> Joe was navigating. We were front truck. Front, front rig and had four or five boats in tow. Oh, and Joe was navigating and, and uh, we went down this backcountry road that, um, I mean, I think we heard the banjos. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> in between the lightning and the thunder and the rain mm -hmm. and it was it was brutal. Yeah. I mean, it was scary. It was Foggy, I so. mean, rain and poured so hard. Fog, you couldn't see where you were going. You know, you're just driving by tail lights. And, uh, just I'm in front, I don't have any taillights, you know, so Joe's navigating and, and come to find out he's drinking the blood orange <laughs> that morning, no, that might not be true, but I mean, why not? I'm like, Joe, you can't navigate any better than this, he's, you know, he's, you know, four deep into a six pack on the way. Yeah, just, just know this, if it was uh, so rural that it was a tad bit scary for you. Just imagine how I would feel. <laughs> Just imagine how I would feel. Right? So, <laughs> Bill, by the way, uh, I know how fish love in uh, impending storms, so I'm sure the fishing was great. Oh. <laughs> we, drove, we drove a long way for four fish. <laughs> eight guys. <laughs> it's a long drive for four fish and oh eight guys. God. In a week. Wow. Four days, four days of being there. Yeah, it was brutal. Yeah. Great story though. Yeah, that's just that's just one of the stories. Nine or ten fish all weekend. Yeah, it was bad. And Bobby not went with us, we'd have caught one or two. Bobby pulled the average up. All right, guys. Well, everybody, thanks for thanks for tuning in. Stay tuned. Catch the next episode that comes out. Um, not sure where it'll be or who it'll be with, but that's the uh, beauty of this. Um, we will pop up. Thanks for having me, guys. No, thank yeah, you for no, thanks again. Awesome. Appreciate it. Always great. And Odwin, um, kudos to you on the new new space, man. Now we'll get out of your area. We do, we do an opening. Out. We do an opening for Spencer Engineering in Brownsburg. We will have new art rivals out, and the grand opening. We'll have some little satellite, a little satellite piece out there. Yeah, right on. It'll be awesome. Yeah. All right. Thank you. All right. Thanks. Thanks.